following podcast contains spoilers and words that my mother would prefer I did not say. We watch Hello everybody and welcome back to We Watched A Thing. You've got Billy as always and this week I'm so lucky to have with me this awesome, awesome podcasting friend. It's been a while since we've done anything together. I think the last time we spoke was in one of our movie mass debates with a couple of other podcasters. It's the legendary Duty Dutram from Shaken Not Nerd and Shaken Not Noob. How you doing, mate? Good, man. Good. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since we talked. I think we debated, what was it, The Last Jedi, whether it was a good we, film or not. Yes, we did. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it is It is not a good film. That film, I think, turned like six years old, I think, the other day or something like wow. that. Wow. And, and people were celebrating it. And I'm like, eh, more importantly, Rogue One turned five years old. And that's a far superior film. Rogue One is a fantastic movie, actually. It's definitely the best of the new Star Warses. <laughs> oh, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, when- uh, it's it's so interesting. It goes to show that like Bill Burr's ex stormtrooper has is a TV series character, and he's a spin off like little <laughs> small character, and he has more plot and character development than Finn. Yeah, the three movies. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, they did Finn so dirty by the last one. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. No wonder John Boyega's pissed. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about Star Wars this week. This week, we're here to talk about arguably the biggest release of this year, Spider-Man mm. No Way Home. Were you were you super excited for this one, Duty? Um, yeah, I was because there was a thousand and one rumors going around, stuff like that. Like, you know, even, even when uh, Far From Home came out, you know, a couple of years ago, um, there were all these rumors swirling around that- you know, we were going to have Matt Murdock as a defendant defending Spider-Man in court, yep. that someone was going to hire the Punisher to kill Spider-Man, <laughs> and that was going to introduce it, like, bring in John Bernthal. We had all these rumours swirling around, and then leaked photos and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, you know what, like, I'm, I'm seeing all these leaks and everything, I'm like, I'm just going to go in, I'm just going to... I'm going to have the the mentality of most films when I go, and I'm just going to sit and watch and yep. then just let it happen. And, yeah, it is, it is basically... The only good thing that has come out of this Marvel phase has been two Spider-Man films, uh, yeah, because basically yeah. everything else is shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest MCU fan, as a lot of listeners know. I, like, I tend to enjoy them enough. Um, yeah, I thought Endgame was pretty bad, to be honest. I'm on that side of the fence. Um, it's uh, it it got into a bit stupidity with like time traveling backwards. I'm like, yeah. just go into different universes and get those universes exactly. Stones. Yeah. But uh, this movie, I only saw the trailer for the first time about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I've been excited for an MCU movie in forever, I reckon. I don't know what it was. It just got me so pumped because especially probably similar to you, you know, like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans were a part of my childhood. Like, the, you exactly know, right. we were around yeah. that age. I think I was maybe- 13 or 14 or something when the first one came out. And that was like the first, you know, really good superhero movie in a long time. And yeah, it was so much, you know, obviously this show has spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie yet, maybe head away and then come back once you've seen it. Cause you know, there might be some spoilers going on here, but man, I was so looking forward to this movie. Yeah. It, um, yeah. Like, like you said as well, man, I, I, I grew up with the Tobey Maguire ones. Like it was, it was, not the first, but it was one of the earlier films I remember seeing as a kid. Um, yeah. I didn't overly go to the cinema a lot, but I went with my old man who knew nothing of you know, <laughs> Spider-Man shoots webs. And every now and then he'd be like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Like, That's Green Goblin. He's a bad guy. And he's like, all right, cool, carry on. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty 
pretty cool as well because I will say what Marvel or what the MCU's done quite well is it's introduced me to characters that, you know, I read comics, but I don't, you know, I'm like, yeah, I know who Doctor Strange is. I don't really give a shit. Yeah, um, yeah. And now it's like, actually, Doctor Strange is this really cool character that's been introduced to me through the films. And now I've read some of his books. And I'm like, you know what? I think he's one of my, like, top five Marvel characters. Yeah. And it's, it's, this film's a, it starts off a little buddy copish, buddy copy ish with, um, with Doctor Strange. And I'm like, I'm all for it. This is, this is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My favorite thing the MCU has done is that it is literally basically a video comic run at this point like there's there's retcons there's all these it's almost like when you read comics and i'm sure you know this being the shaken not nerd guy you know there's always <laughs> like oh, okay cool so this arc goes through five different comic series so even yeah. even comics that i don't usually read if i'm interested in this arc i now have to go get that issue to follow this story properly yeah it, it is frustrating like um you know if if I picked up a book called Secret Invasion and I'm like, sweet, that's going to be, you know, Bucky Barnes is Captain America and it's going to be him doing his shit. And like, he's in it for like two panels and the rest <laughs> of it just follows, you know, other characters. I'm just I'm like, no, I, I want to read Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you need to read his tie-in books and Captain America 456 to whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, nah, okay. Yeah. But um, it, it, it does, yeah, it does have a little bit of that. There, there are some head-scratching moments in this in this film that just don't sort of- I don't get it. Um, yeah. And there was one point in the movie I've just gone, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right into it then. So, Spider-Man No Way Home is a 2021 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character Spider-Man, co-produced by Columbia Pictures and Marvel Studios. Uh, it's the sequel to, let's face it, Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1, and 2. And it's the 27th <laughs> film in the MCU. It's directed by John Watts and written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, and it stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jacob Batalon, John Favreau, Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, Benedict Wong, Marissa Tomei, and what is it about, Duty? Well, look, it is basically the end of uh, Far From Home with Jake Gyllenhaal, Mysterio's death. He sort of fakes it, that, you know, Spider-Man has killed him and he's, you know, make, destroying things and he reveals that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Um, and then from that, everyone knows who Spider-Man is. He's getting hounded at school. It's affecting his uh, his relationships uh, with his friends outside of school because, you know, they're basically trying to get into college and them knowing and affiliating with Spider-Man is affecting that. Um, so, he goes to Doctor Strange and just says, look, can you make it that people forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man? And uh, Doctor Strange is sort of, you know, he's he's they've set up in this film. He is not the Sorcerer Supreme, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but uh, that they've set up that, yeah, he is uh, going to set up a spell to to make everyone forget. And Peter starts interrupting the spell, and uh, and it basically brings in visitors from other universes who know that Peter Parker is Spider Man, and that's how we get. Dr. Octopus, we get Electro, we get yep. Lizard, we get Sandman, we get all these other villains who have known that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, I won't lie. It, I gotta say, it was, so I saw this last night, I think you saw it the night before, opening night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I saw it on, on opening night. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, but it was, it was amazing. I, like- Obviously, we had lockdown here for a while. You're in Melbourne, so I know you've been in lockdown on and off for ages. For about two years. <laughs> yeah. This was the first time, I reckon, even even before COVID, I reckon this was the first time in about three years or so that I've been in a cinema with this kind of vibe. It was a completely packed out screening, people cheering at certain moments. Yeah. Like, 
I love that atmosphere. Like, I, I love, you know, a slow indie burn as much as the next guy, but there is nothing to me like being in a packed cinema with a giant popcorn and having people cheer at the screen. Like, it was so much fun. Yeah, we, we had a little bit of that in our one. Um, a couple of, oh, shit, maybe a month ago now, we went to Mawaf and I went to a preview early screening of Ghostbusters and yeah, they right. had the Melbourne Ghostbusters like core there yeah. so they're all dressed up with proton packs they had projections of ghostbusters all over the wall like that was just like a basically one of our first things of coming out of lockdown is going to an early screening of ghostbusters it'll be a bunch of nerds in the room okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. and it was like they're pumping music and they've got proton packs on and that they made a whole big thing of it i'm like this is fucking cool because <laughs> the previous we had like a little tiny tiny break coming out of lockdown last year yeah and ian yeah. and i went to go see monster hunter and we just went I wish we were back home. I wish we were stuck inside. <laughs> <that> fucking sucked. <laughs> oh man, no, yeah, that wasn't good. But yeah, now the the atmosphere inside the cinema was it was you know there was cheering, there was laugh. There was one dude who fell asleep, like you know someone brought his dad or something along, yeah. and he just started snoring fairly loud. And it was like doing some you know some comedical moments in the in the sort of the the end of the second act, start of the third act, and you could just see <laughs> coming from like the corner of the cinema, and people were just losing their shit. It was pretty good, man. Let me ask you this, as as much fun as I had with this film, and I did have a lot of fun, I personally couldn't help but feel that, I mean, isn't this kind of just a ripoff of Into the Spider-Verse not executed quite as well? <laughs> like, I, I, I uh, Yeah, it, it feels like, you know, Into the Spider-Verse came out and a lot of people loved it. That's all I'll say on that. And, um, <laughs> and look- Sony wanted to, um, from my understanding of something like that, I think Tom Holland and or Sony and Marvel's uh, partnership was ending because at the yeah. end of uh, Far From Home, and Tom Holland was like, probably, you know, let's try and do our own version of it using the old Spider-Man. And I think that was a great idea. Um, I think this is executed better than than uh, Into the Spider-Verse. You do? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I quite enjoyed this more so, not only because- it, it doesn't break fucking stupid comic book rules. But, like, <laughs> it's bringing us back characters and the actors who yeah, um, yeah. Are, are from the previous iterations. But not only that, but it pokes fun at itself. Yeah, that's so true. Yes, there's, there's yes. you know, a little a, a little dialogue, you know, between the lizard and, and Electro in the film where it's like, you know, oh, you know, you know, Dr. Kirk Connors was a brilliant scientist and he turned himself into a lizard and lizard fires back going like, didn't you have a comb over and a big gap between your teeth? <laughs> and it's just like, this is fucking great. And like, they make fun that he falls into a vat of electric eels and they make yeah. fun that Sandman falls into a, a, into a fucking collider and stuff. And it's like, people falling into things is the greatest supervillain. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I agree. I for me, I don't know that I think this is necessarily executed better, but I think that you're right in that it it definitely had an easier job to do given that it is working with existing properties. And you're right, getting the original actors back, there was no other way to do yeah. it. Like that is the only way to do it. And and even little touches like the score by Michael Giacchino in this film is brilliant. But when he touches on those older, you know, James Horner oh, scores and stuff so like good. it just like, you know, even if you're not super familiar with the original properties, if you've at least seen them, there's just something amazing when stuff like that happens, when it just all yeah. ties together like that. <laughs> and the it, production it design of, you know, seeing those original Suits. Vill villain costumes and yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just it's something that like 
you know, and you can see it from the trailer when Dr. Octopus sort of appears on the bridge and, you know, yeah. the tentacles come through the floor and you hear that Dr. Octopus theme from Spider-Man 2 playing yeah. and it just, it shot chills up my spine like, this is fucking beautiful. Yes. And, you know, and it, 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 it just flips on the complete, like, this works really well by throwing in scores of- the uh, the original sort of films and adding a little touch to make it your own. Yeah. Where you look at, like, Danny Elfman's score for oh. when he did Justice League, and it's just like, well, he's just doing 89 Batman and the Dr. <laughs> yeah. score, but he's not incorporating it and weaving it into his own thing. He's just flat copying it, yeah. and it just doesn't work. Where here it works really well to the point where, like, it's reminding you and giving you member berries of the old films, yes. but also changing it enough to make it its own sort of vibe and theme, sort of like what Michael Giacchino did for Star Wars Rogue One. Yep. Um, going yeah. Going back to that, like, it feels like Star Wars, but this is a new theme that you haven't heard before. This is the Imperial Suite, but yeah. it sounds like the Imperial March, but it's completely different. And yeah, it was, definitely. It was awesome. It was really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, let's let's talk about the acting in the film, mm-hmm. because you're right, getting those original actors back, I, man, Willem Dafoe, watching oh, him chew man. the scenery in this film, it's- there's something magic about it. Like, he's just so- Like, the performances across the board, I think, are excellent. Where are you on, on Holland as Spider-Man? Look, I, I really enjoy Holland. Be- I, I I used to say he's the best Spider-Man. Right, um, yep. I do sort of think so as well because I like the I like what we've seen with Holland because, you know, he was first introduced in Civil War. He is a kid. He is, you know- yep. 16-ish sort of kid. The end, at, you know, throughout the, the the start of this film, like, they're trying to get into to college or university or whatever you want to call it. Yep. So, they're basically in, like, what, their late teens, maybe going into their 20s sort of-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it establishes that, like, we're seeing them grow where yep. Tobey Maguire is, like, they're in university. Um, and he's he's supposed to be young 20s, but, you know, it seems like middle 25 getting near 30. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Andrew Garfield just felt like a hipster nerd with a skateboard and a big quaff going around yeah, a high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say it goes it goes Holland and then Maguire pretty close um, because Maguire nails some of those socially awkward aspects that yeah, I think yeah. only he can do. Yeah. Um, but Andrew, it, it's sort of like Batman. Like, you know, there's a Bruce Wayne and then there's exactly. a Batman. Like, they're two separate yes. things. Yes. Um, Tom Holland does good for both. Yeah. But Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man especially sort of, you know, you watch the- the, the two Spider-Man films, and he's a smartass. Yes. Like, you know, he's he's dodging punches and swinging back in, and he's just, like, you know, continuing on with his quip, where um, Tobey Maguire is socially awkward. He's he's funny in that regard, but he's not as quippy as the rest, where, like, yeah. there's a good amalgamation between the two of them and Tom Holland. I, I agree. I think that he, he really balances between those two roles, and you're exactly right. That's the way I always thought of it, was that Tobey Maguire, for me, was a great- Peter Parker and not as great a Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Andrew Garfield went way too far the other way. And I, I don't, you, you're right. The, like the, the big quaff and like, yeah, riding a skateboard. It's, it just wasn't yeah. Peter Parker to me. Like I, I know they were trying to modernize it, but yeah, I think that Tom Holland has really nailed that kind of amalgamation of both of those. Um, Zendaya for me was best on ground. I thought she was brilliant in this film. Like in the little bit, like she's not a huge player really, but yeah. I, I found myself really, really caring about her in this film. Yeah. And I was actually quite surprised because with the previous Spider-Man films, they're basically like, uh, they're in danger or you know, yeah. they're, they're basically pushed to the side where 
you know, watching the trailer gives you the hint that, you know, Doctor Strange has told Spider-Man, Mary Jane and Ned, like, go fix this shit. Yeah. And they sit out and they do it. They don't just, you know, take a back seat going, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Um, and, I'll, like, you know, Mary Jane and Zendaya is, they're not, it's not, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, I've forgotten the name, who play, the actor who plays Christian- Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, you know, damsel in distress and all that sort of stuff like that. Like, she's- She's actually doing, she's out there doing stuff. And Ned's character development in this film, I think it's fucking great. Where it's, yeah. like, you know, we can actually get a bit more from him with, with how his character's done. Yeah. Um, there's, without overly, or like, we'll get to it later, but there is a scene in this film that just felt so fucking good that just had Mary Jane and Spider-Man in it. Where I was just like, that got me right in the feels. And my wife's like, I don't get it. I'm like, I'll tell you after the film. <laughs> Well, I mean, should we start getting into some more, like, spoiler territory? Yeah, yeah. Go go for it. Yeah. All right. Worst kept secret anywhere that mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this film. <laughs> I think yep. everybody yep. everybody knew that. And everybody knows that now. When I was reading the cast list at the top of the film, you know, they're listed there. So, it's, it's, it's not a great kept secret anymore. But, I mean, I was not expecting them to be in it as much as- they were like for the for the final third of this film, probably even more closer to kind of half of the film. They're they're quite main players, and that really took me by surprise. Yeah, and it wasn't um, it wasn't like a I was expecting something like you know Spider Man's in trouble, he's getting attacked by all these people, uh, and then one of them just comes in and saves him, and everyone yeah. Gah! But like the way that they set it up was you know. Ned's, you know, talking to Doctor Strange that he feels tingles in his fingers and shit, and Doctor Strange is like, go see a physician. But it's actually like, he, they, you know, they trap Doctor Strange inside the mirror dimension, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, and they take his sling ring, and that's like a big rule from the Doctor Strange film is like, don't be caught without your sling ring. Yeah. Um, and Ned, like, wears it, and he just, like, says, I wish we could see Peter, and the portal starts to open up, and Andrew Garfield runs through. And, but, like... And just thinking, you're sitting there going like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you're going to get a second or two of this and then, you know, we're going to find what- And it's like, no, there's this entire thing where, like, they have- Andrew Garfield has to prove that he's Spider-Man. So, he's, like, hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, they're like, oh, can you, you know, get the cobweb out of there? And then they say the same thing. Can, you know, I wish we could see Peter. And we just see Tobey Maguire walk through it. But he walks through it in that awkward- Toby Maguire fashion, like he yep. walks down at his feet and then he's like, I'm sorry, I just walked through this. And then the portal's gone. He's like, right. And then there's just like a fucking cowboy shoot off between two Spider-Men shooting web at each other. And it's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was fucking cool as man. But like the thing I just found a little weird and it's not a negative. It's just weird. Yep. They obviously de-aged Dr. Octopus. They de-aged uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. They didn't do it for Toby Maguire. And yep. it's just like, okay, are they pulling- they're obviously pulling the villains from different yes. universes, but at different times. Yeah, they are. And they kind of explain that, obviously, because the villains get killed, I guess. So, they're coming yeah. back at earlier points. But, yeah, the Spider-Man, you know, Andrew Garfield talks about losing Gwen. And yeah. so, yeah, it's obvious that, I guess, I don't know how much later. Like, is it? Is it? Yeah, it, it, is, it is a bit weird it's, when you look at it yeah. that way. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you know, they they talk to Electro and it's, you know, like before Electro disappears, she's like, I had Spider-Man by the throat, you know, and I was, I was pulling energy from a, from a grid and I'm like, okay, so he was, he was probably the end fight. And when we see Electro, I did like a, 
And I roll, but I laugh at the same time because when Electro first shoots lightning, there's that dubstep sound that <laughs> happens in Amazing Spider-Man 10. I'm like, oh, fuck. And it never happens again, but it's just like, a, yeah, remember, he, sh- he had dubstep every time he used lightning. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Um, yeah. But there, there was there were some really cool characters that I just like. I knew that were going to be in the film, but I just didn't expect their character development to no, like same. Yeah, um, you know when Spider Man's like he finds Electro, you know Sandman comes out of the ground. He's like, hey, it's Flint Marker. Remember me? And he's and Tom Holland's like, no. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, he was a hero. Like at the very very end of Spider Man Three, well, not even a hero. He he reformed, if you will. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, he's trying to act like a good guy. And then Flint sees, you know, Spider-Man Electro fight, and he's like, you're not my Spider-Man, and starts to turn from that. And, yeah, it, it was cool. But just, like, there's uh, there's a, there's the moment in the film where, you know, and it harkens back to the first Spider-Man film where Green Goblin, Goblin's thing is we attack someone's heart. That's his, that's his, his motto. And uh, spoilers, but, you know, fucking- Aunt May gets whacked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a fucking rough scene, man. Yeah. Like it, sitting there watching it, and it's you know Spider Man's fucking angry and he's pissed, and he's he's got that sort of rage that Tobey Maguire had when Uncle Ben died. Yep. And having the two other Spider Mans, you know, come in and they have this emotional scene where both of them are like breaking at the seams, talking about Uncle Ben and talking yeah. about Gwen. I'm just sitting there going. This is fucking awesome. Like it's yeah. it's a it's an emotional driven scene, but it's it's so good for comic book fans, for a Spider Man fan, because it's it's awesome. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I agree. I wasn't expecting that either. I, I didn't expect Aunt May to die. And the chemistry between these three Spider Men is yes, yeah, they help each other and and all those little callback i love when when toby Maguire is talking to andrew garfield it's like come on you're amazing man like you're amazing like he keeps yeah, saying yeah, it, he's like- the amazing spider-man that was yeah the difference <laughs> yeah but, but yeah, yeah. That, like that first like what maybe four minutes or so of them just talking shit like you know waiting for the bad guys to show up and it's like yeah. you know oh i fought a black alien goo thing <laughs> yeah. and, and you know and tom holland's like yeah i fought a big purple alien and went to space and they're both like what it's like yeah this guy went to space he's like i'm sh- i'm shit I, I, yeah. I, I fought a lizard guy and a lightning <laughs> man and they're like no you don't suck he's like yeah i suck <laughs> it was it was it was freaking hilarious man like yeah and, and oh, they're they're getting ready and toby Maguire is stretching his back out and it's just like, oh, you're right. It's like, oh, yeah, my back. And I'm like, that's that's the scene where he fucking falls and lands on the car on his back and fucks his back. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm loving this. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so much man, fun. So good. Yeah. And I, I agree. Yeah, the, they didn't need to... Like, let's face it. They could have just made this a, a fan service film. You know, like... Yeah. Audiences yeah. would have been happy seeing Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield for five minutes. But instead, you're right, they really use these characters and this whole multiverse to actually further develop characters in this one, which is just so brilliant. You know, and, oh, fuck, the whole with great power comes great responsibility thing. Like, when that comes up, yeah, as as a fan of, of Spider-Man and of, you know, those original movies, that was just amazing when, when Art May said that and then later on when they say it together. <laughs> Yeah, just great. It's it's it, uh, yeah, yeah, it 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 develops Tom Holland's character more. Um it's it sort of 
develops Doctor Strange a bit more as a character as well in some regards. Um, but it also goes, like, there is, there's just beautiful, it's like, you, you look at another movie that is just flat fan service with no development, no nothing. It's just member beer. It's like episode seven Star Wars. Like, hey, yeah. just remember all these characters. We're here. It's like, remember all these characters, but we're also developing a story. We're having a character who, you know, uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man, who has never gone up against the villainous Green Goblin, like you know, when he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've got the Goblin at bay," or you know, "I don't know what's going on. I'm just, you know, fucking Norman Osborn." I'm sitting there going, "Dude, don't fucking trust that guy. Don't yeah, fucking trust yeah, him." <laughs> yeah, well, and that I love where this where this story goes. That you know, you expect this, and it's fun. It could almost be over pretty quickly. Like he he captures all four of these villains almost immediately. But then because of the kind of person he is, his whole thing is we can help them. We can cure these people of their kind of villainess, you know, like before sending them back so that they- And it's 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 a really cool way to go about it, I think, that that then is where the rest of the movie goes, is him trying to help these people. Yeah, it's- it's, it is oh, how do I how do I put this delicately? <laughs> um, I enjoyed that you know th- we're seeing that this Spider Man compared to other Spider Mans who's just oh, I'll try to save them uh, there's no they're not listening let's just fuck them up um, and with with this film like I just don't get how they're pulled from different times but I do like um, that you know uh, they, they set up in the trailer that you know Doctor Octopus fights uh, Spider Man and then his his tentacles start going red and it's like oh shit he's getting a bit of nanotechnology oh he's gonna he's gonna be like a you know fucking an evolved version of Charizard and then it's yeah. like well no because the nanotechnology is inside his tentacles Spider Man can now just fucking turn them off yeah and yeah. it's just like wow that's a really great plot twist it's like wow it, this film isn't actually going in the direction you necessarily think it is yeah um and just having sort of you know they're using the fabricator from the previous film that made his suit to create cures or create you know, fix things that are necessarily wrong with him and even just the small thing of like spider-man suit gets covered in paint so he has to turn it inside out and that's how we get black and gold because it's all the <laughs> electronics inside the suit yeah um yeah I, I i like that sort of aspect of it but like as soon as shit starts going wrong and fights start breaking out like in that sort of middle of the second act end of the second act seeing green goblin just Fucking ho shit. Like, the entire order- audience was just going, I don't think Tobey Maguire would have survived a knock like that. Like, he's he's literally doing a stone-cold stunner to him and puts him through, like, what, six or seven stories of a building? And you're just like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> the biggest question I have with this film yeah. is um, they set up that, you know, Everyone who knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, have, or people who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, has been pulled into this universe. Yep. I think I know where you're going. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't watch Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage because I knew it would be bad yep. because the first one is bad. Yeah. Um, so, I just went on online and just looked at the, the end credit scene uh, where Tom Hardy's Venom is pulled into the universe, and it doesn't seem like he's pulled into the universe similar to how- uh, these characters, you know, Dr. Octopus and stuff might have been pulled into the universe. Um, And we have an end credit scene of Tom Hardy trying to figure out what the hell is going on this year. He's talking to a bartender in Hawaii and he's like, yeah, there was Avengers and there's Purple Stones and rah, rah, rah. And then he disappears like the heroes or like the other characters in the film. Like they turn into like a golden ghost and then just dissipate away when the, the universe is being reset. I'm sitting there going, hang on. 
Tom Hardy doesn't have a Spider-Man in his universe, no. I don't think. Yeah. Nor does he know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So, if he's in this universe, the way he travelled in seems weird, yes. right? Seems weird and different, which is it's fine. Like, you can have it a different way, but then he disappears in the same fashion that, you know, everyone else disappears. Yeah. So, I'm sitting there going, okay- that doesn't make sense, and there's a bit of symbiote like left on the on the on the yeah, bar top, and I'm sitting yeah. there going, "Okay, well, there's your symbiote." It seems like a bit of a ham-fisted way to introduce a symbiote, where it's like uh, Tom Holland went to fucking space. Yeah, the symbiote's alien. You know, we could have had it introduced from there. Yeah, um, and it just felt off. Like I'm sitting there going, "Like if I have if like this movie is is fucking awesome, but if if something like that is just ham-fisted thrown in, it just feels like." Okay, you've you've written this awesome story. You've you've tied it all together with this end credit thing that gets people excited. Just I don't get it. I I agree because I think it's a really weird move to be honest. Because so I did watch Let There Be Carnage the other week. I knew it wasn't going to be good, but I was like, eh, why not? It's short. I'll give it that. It's like less than an hour and a half. Jesus. Um. And yeah, the end credit scene happens, and I had. I mean, at that point you don't know why people are sucked into this universe because, you know, you don't know that because you haven't seen this film. Yeah. So, I was expecting Venom to be in it more. Well, yeah. It's, there's there's only five villains in this film and it's like, okay, well, there is the Sinister Six. Like, that's a big deal for Spider-Man. Yeah. And I'm like, there's only five of them. So, we've we've I'm sitting there like halfway through this film being like, all right, we need one more. Yeah. And we have the Sinister Six. I'm like, maybe they're going to use Venom. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like they also have the vulture in prison as well as Scorpion. Like Scorpion sure hasn't really done anything. Yeah. But like we still have those two villains. So maybe we're going to get them. Maybe we're going to get a, like a hologram AI projection of Mysterio and then we have this in the 6. Like yeah. but yeah, they didn't do anything with it. No. And I find it a really weird way. Like you say there's a million ways that they could have gotten the symbiote into this universe. And it just seems strange because it's clear that whatever form the symbiote takes in, the, you know, in this new timeline with Tom Holland, mm. it's not going to be Tom Hardy because he's gone back to his universe. So, to me, if you're not using Tom Hardy, why have him come across at all? Like, there was so many ways they could have introduced Well, yeah, that. that's that's what I was like, because from that end credit scene in Venom 2, like, it's like the room, like, just shakes and vibrates. And mm. then he's in, like, it's not him- teleporting or whatever, but it seems like the room are random or whatever is, or, or the, the universe is shaking around him. And the only thing that I could think of is the villain for Thor, Let There Be Thunder, is a character called Gore in the comic books. Gore is a character known as the God Butcher. He kills gods. He hates gods, so he just goes around the universe and killing them. And he has a symbiote, basically, as his weapon. And that symbiote is from a character called Null, the God of Symbiotes. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, okay, well, maybe they're introducing the symbiote so they can give us Null, because Null is like a is a pseudo-Thanos-style character. Um, and I'm sitting there like, okay, cool, maybe that's how Venom gets pulled in or some, you know, something like that. But it's just like, mm, I don't I don't get it. But maybe also we're getting a, a different I wouldn't mind seeing a different Eddie Brock. That could yeah. be cool, because I don't like Tom Hardy. We get yeah. the proper carnage. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. Yeah, and but like I said, that's cool. But if if we're getting a different Eddie Brock anyway, why have Tom Hardy come across here in a storyline that doesn't make sense just to drop a piece of symbiote? Like if it's, I just I didn't get it. It, it is a strange move. 
Um, yeah. I don't know it's- if maybe it's just part of the agreement between Sony and Marvel that they had to somehow have him appear in this film. Yeah, and and maybe as well, like, it's also a way a way to have and not have Tom Hardy in the universe, because Tom Hardy, not only is he Eddie Brock, but he voices the Venom sort of symbiote as well. Oh, that's true. Um, so, maybe he'll still do that voice of that symbiote in this universe, even though he's- Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and I, I don't overly know too much in regards to Black Suit Spider-Man from the books, but I don't know if he had a symbiote symbiotic voice with his black suit i think it was just sort of the black suit and then it went on to venom and then sort of started to become its own thing yeah um so i'm not too sure in that regards but like would we have tom holland spider-man getting the venom symbiote and have the tom hardy sort of voices and stuff like that with it as well i've i've no idea yeah um but it, it could be it could be a cool little play thing to add into it i will i will say the ending of this film and the sort of the last couple scenes has me excited for what they're going to do next. Yes, yeah, same. And it, the, it gave me much more of an emotional punch than I thought it would. I think you're right. Having Ned and Zendaya do more than just be in distress, having them really be a part of his team and actually actively doing things and and showing that Ned has, you know, some kind of wizard-like abilities as well. And then now they don't know who he is. Um, I don't think I would have gotten like them forgetting who Peter Parker is. I don't think I would have had the same feeling from that had they not been bigger players in this film. And so yeah. I think it was a, a really good move. And I'm curious, you know, like Happy doesn't know who he is. So what happens with the Avengers now? I'm guessing that like they don't even know who he is. So I'm curious to see where they go next in this phase now. Yeah, I was sitting there like you know the the whole ending of it is. It, it has those, like, purple cracks in the sky, and I'm like, all right, well, this is tying in with the the Loki TV series where, you know, purple cracks start appearing everywhere. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, Doctor Strange isn't going to be able to stop that. That's, you know, that's Loki's doing. And then I'm like, well, no, that's that's part of this fucking spell. This is okay. All right. Well, then the whole thing was, like, if everyone forgets who Peter Parker is, it's it, it cancels out the spell. I'm like, all right, cool. But people don't forget Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, sp- like, you know, Spider-Man is in the people still know Spider-Man. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I was sitting there like, okay, well, the Avengers will know that Spider-Man helped them and he was there, That's but true. people won't know who Spider-Man is, which, like, is, is kind of cool because in the comic books, in the Civil War event, uh, Spider-Man reveals himself to be uh, Peter Parker yeah. in a press conference. Um, and for everyone to forget, he said he gets Doctor Strange to wipe everyone's mind. Um so, I, I, I kind of like that, but it's also, like, a, a, a decent enough way that should- at the time, Sony and Marvel sort of not get along. It's like, well, everyone has forgotten about Peter Parker. But it's like, well, people haven't actually forgotten about Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and the spell only works, I think, for people on Earth. Yeah, and right. we know Nick Fury's off planet. Yeah. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, all in all, how are you scoring No Way Home? I would- I, I- I'm probably going to go like roughly around an 8, 8.5. Yep. Um, the absolute best thing for me, or at least- for me, being a, a fucking nerd, is you know everyone finds out that Peter Parker's Spider Man. Everyone's like, Arr! and then we we fucking see Matt Murdock representing him, yeah. and I'm like, yes, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there going, this is fucking cool as. And someone throws a brick through the window, uh, yeah. and he just grabs it. And yeah. Tom Holland's like, how did you do that? And he's just like, I'm, I'm a really great good lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> like, holy shit, yes, we're getting, we, we're not only getting this, like. I'm hoping, I'm praying to whatever God that is out there, that we do get 
Punisher, you know, we get uh, John Bernthal's Punisher back in, that yeah. we get Kristen uh, Ritter's uh, Jessica Jones back in. As much as people didn't like him, I want uh, is it Finn Jones and uh, and Luke Cage to come back in because I think a Heroes for Hire series, and a Disney Plus series would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Because that one episode in, in Luke Cage is great. Um, yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, awesome. This is great because I was sitting there in the end of the, like the end of the film, I'm sitting there going, having this big fight out. We're having three Spider-Men, seeing them all dive off and do a dive bomb from the Empire State Building, uh, the yeah. Statue of Liberty. And they're all like, woo. I'm like, this is great. Like, it would be fucking cool if Daredevil comes in somewhere. Yeah. That would be kind of yeah. cool. Um, I, ha- I had a lot of fun with this film. It was a lot of member berries, but creating on its own, uh, creating on its own merit from that. Yeah. Um, I like that we got Dr. Octopus sort of evil. They changed the chip over in the back of his head and then he's yeah. like, oh my God, I'm back to normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. That we're getting Flint Marco as, you know, a giant Sandman and like he turns back into normal when he gets cured. Yeah. Um, and- yeah, I'm seeing Mr. Uh, uh, Electro with an arc reactor being like the power in this thing is awesome. And he's actually getting the lightning bolt like outline around his face, like the mask. Yep. I'm like, this is cool as shit. Like, he doesn't look like Mr. Freeze anymore. This, <laughs> this is cool. Um, but man, it, it goes to show that you can have, uh, you can have, oh shit, I've forgotten the actor's name. The guy who plays Thanos, um, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can have him be in as many Marvel movies as you want. He can be the big bad guy and snap away half the universe. But he does not hold a candle to Willem Dafoe's oh, man. Green Goblin. I agree. Willem Dafoe, he just, oh, he eats this movie up. He is fucking great. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just like there's the the one scene in the film where Spider Man knows something's wrong. His ting- is you know his, his spider sense is going off, but he doesn't know where it's coming from. And he's standing around all the villains, and he just shoots Web at, at yeah. Green Goblin's hand, and he's just like you. And then you just see that like that. Cheshire grin Joker smile just yeah. come out of him and I'm just sitting there like, oh man, I've missed this. <laughs> yeah. Um it was it was just it was awesome. Yeah. Um yeah. having sort of as well all the other Spider-Man sort of talk about their losses and you know, Ned going up to Peter uh, to Toby McGuire, like, did you have a best friend? He's like, Yeah, he tried to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He died in my arm and then he arm. just freaks out from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it was a really cool film. I think that this has done Spider-Verse well better than than Into the Spider-Verse because Into the Spider-Verse had to introduce new versions of Spider-Man that we've never seen or met before and broke comic book rules. Um, but this film is like, it's giving you the old ones that you like. It's giving them a last uh, handing of the torch, if you will, because yeah. there is a scene where he's like, thank you, and he hugs both Spider-Mans because it's like, yeah, with, well, without those two, you wouldn't have had Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it shows like you're, you're getting quippy Andrew Garfield Spider-Man who's just awesome. You're getting awkward, socially awkward Tobey Maguire who, you know, is making fun that he's fighting Sandman again and he's getting sand in his in his suit and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And we're getting massive character development from Tom Holland. Um, yeah. And it was it was really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, roughly around that, like, eight, eight and a half-ish. Yeah. Um, the Tom Hardy thing didn't make sense sort of to me. I was sitting there scratching my head. The end cred of the, the end end credits was basically a trailer. Just a trailer. Yeah. Doctor Strange. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'm down for this until the very end of the trailer. I'm like, oh, fuck off. I literally said that at the cinema. Like, everyone's like, yeah, and I went, fuck off. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy this. I the As well, I think the last thing is, it seems like this this movie was a it, it it is a member berries and it is done right. It's not like yeah. Star Wars films. Yeah, 
but it also feels like the first to sort of, you know, let's jump the gun. Let's be the first person to do a, hey, remember the, you know, Tom Hol- uh, Tom Toby Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield because next year we're getting Michael Keaton back as Batman and that's yeah. going to have the same effect. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And- Look, Warner Brothers, have, have, I don't know what they've been doing sitting on their hands being like, yeah, we're going to do Flashpoint at some point. Yeah. Um, and, like, they even make a little jab to it with Flash Thompson being like, yes. read my book, Flashpoint. <laughs> Flashpoint I'm like, yeah. oh. they're, they're throwing a couple of little jabs at Warner Brothers. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, fair enough. But it's also the first person to get the old school character to come back to, to cameo or be an actor. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, I had a lot of fun with this. I'll probably I'll probably see it again. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's been one of the better films I've seen this year, but it's also, like- when you look at the MCU timeline past Endgame, it's like we had Spider Man. Then for a long while, nothing happened, and then we had Spider Man again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a, I'm a seven out of ten. I agree. I had so much fun with this movie. I love all those little little throwbacks, the way they tie it all together. And like you were saying with the Matt Murdock thing, the best thing about that is the way that it's so understated. I don't even think they they refer to him as Matt Murdock. At one point, they call him Matt, but up until that point. Yeah, it's oh just- yeah, it's like it's it's yeah, it's uh, it's Tom Hall, it's Toby McGuire, um, fucking it's Spider Man saying uh, thank you, Mister Murdoch, and it's Marissa right. Tomei saying yeah. thank you, Matt. Like yeah, it's just yeah. it's just that, but it's like <laughs> the way they introduce it as well. Like it's just a shot inside the living room, and yeah. then we just see the cane slap down, and then I'm just I've just gone oh <laughs> yeah, and everyone else in the city was like what? And then the camera pans around, and you see the red glasses and stuff, and everyone's just fucking yeah. lost their yeah. shit, yeah. and I'm just like. This this is this is fantastic. This is great. Yeah. I'm loving this. This is proper like world building. Yeah, um, yeah we had uh, bloody J. Jonah Jameson as well. Yes, like um, I just keep spacing on fucking actors' names. Um, oh fuck. Uh, but, but J.K. Simmons. Yes. Um, as as uh, as basically. J. Jonah Jameson, but, like, you see at the start of the film, like, he's obviously, like, in a fucking basement with a green screen. Yeah. And because he's, yeah. like, leaked all this news and he's become a bit- He's, like, it's he's like in a studio. Social media. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's, yeah, it's, it was fucking hilarious. And yeah. it's just, it's, yeah, it's awesome. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it again. I think it's a great send-off, but it's also a great way to watch this film, go back and watch all of the other films again, yeah. and then come back to it as well. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining me, man. Can you tell everybody where they can find all of the cool things that you do across, you know, YouTube and podcasts and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, so, Shake and Not Nerd, of course, the podcast we've been going for, shit, a while now, six or seven years. Um, we Shake and Not Nerd and Shake and Not Noob are on the same podcasting channel. It's movies for nerd. It's video games for noob. Uh, other than that, I do a YouTube channel. It's just called Duty. It's D-U-D-I. Uh, and it's just video games. That's that's all it is. I uh, I talk about uh well i do a video every week and it's you know must play some old games and some new games and i go back to that interesting avengers game that came out last year and review all those new dlc characters um and i do a little bit of twitch stuff but i normally don't promote twitch because twitch uh, i'm not a streamer but uh this coming uh tuesday is the last uh race in our virtual formula one season and because I've won the championship, I'm doing a shoey live on stream. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I've, uh, that's that's going to be a bit of fun. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much, man. This was so much Thanks fun. Thanks for having me, man. This yeah. With you. This Thursday, Topher and I will be dropping our Christmas special. It's day before Christmas Eve, so we'll be talking Die Hard 2, um, which will be fun. And it's next- not a bad film. It's, it's all right. Not, it's, it's not bad. And next week, all going well, I'll be joined by David Rosen from Piecing It Together Pod talking about the new Matrix film. 
So, looking forward to that. Uh, that it looks uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious. I, I'm not a massive Matrix fan, are you? It's 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 all right. Like every time the Matrix is brought on brought up on the podcast, it's everyone turns to me because when I was a kid and they were making those films, they were filmed in Sydney and they yep. used my my mum's warehouse to film. Yeah, right. The movies. That's um, cool. And I remember asking my mum like, "Oh, can you get an autograph of Keanu Reeves for me?" She goes, "What do I want an autograph of that ugly fuck?" I'm like, "Ah," oh. and it's like, "This is the only film they haven't, you know, obviously haven't used my mum's warehouse." And I'm like, "All right, cool. Well, I can stop fucking saying that because everyone looks at me like, say the line, Bart." <laughs> All right, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething, and I'll catch you next week. (laughs) 